Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. With a focus on Japan, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, each week we kick off the show discussing the news from the past week, which we find interesting. Follow it up with a rundown of all the shows being taped this week or airing live. And finish up with our usual roundup of all the miscellaneous wrestling we watched recently before getting into our main topics for the week. This week is episode 66, and our main topic this week will be the final three nights of All Japan's Champions Carnival, and with a focus on the main night, most of the final night, really. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, the glory 2021. But uh, before we get into that, uh, what have we been up to recently? Anything too exciting, really? That's what I was thinking about earlier. I was like, have we really done anything new <laughs> this week? Uh, pretty much the same shit as last week, really. I thought so, honestly. yeah. Yeah. Busy Genshin, yeah. Yeah, Genshin. Walking. Yeah, because a new update in Genshin came out, so without really digging into that, mm-hmm. that's a very good update. I love the whole little yeah, teapot say. thing, building your own house, basically putting oh Animal Crossing God. in Yes, the house Genshin. system is so cool. I wish it didn't take so long to get new like yeah. blueprints and shit, and to actually make new items and stuff, but it's still been pretty fun decorating my little island that I made. So I, I chose the beach. You Me chose, too. Yeah, yeah, I chose too, which is a fucking rip-off, but whatever. I don't mind it anyway. But yeah, that was like a beach, a mountain, and what was the other one? Oh, floating, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like, like floating a floating island or something. Yeah, yeah, you're up in the sky or something like that. Yeah, I've just been doing that, doing the new event, farming shit for Yulo. Hopefully, I, go, I know I'm going to get her. Cause I was going to say, My yeah. pity is actually good, in a good spot, and I definitely have enough pulls to get her, so. Pretty much waiting for the Zhongli banner to finally end so I can pull for Yulo and finally have my fucking cryo girl since I missed out on Ganyu. But, trying to get Zhongli <laughs> and her. But... Yeah, other than that, I've been. That's really much the only gaming I've been really been doing this past week. Other than like, I did Brain Fit for like the first time of weeks today, just because yeah. uh, I really I lifted heavier in the gym this past weekend than I have. Like, I pretty much yeah, upped my weight in literally every th- every exercise. So I was like, usually I lift on Mondays too, but I was like, let me just take this off and <laughs> do some Ring Fit, and I'll probably do some yoga after we're done recording. Hit my day one hundred for my uh, activity goal here. So ha- happy for that. And then uh, mentally prepare for this second shot of the COVID vaccine because I, I hope it doesn't kick my ass as much. It seems to be I'm kicking other so, people's yeah, ass. But I'm just so scared. It's like it seems like it's kicked everyone's ass. It's either it's either you got the first one and you were fine, and then the second one fucks you up, or vice versa. And I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, I say we're getting that on Sunday. So uh, Saturday. Uh, Sunday, Saturday. Oh my God, we're getting like, it on Saturday. Oh. So I might as well go ahead and talk about that now. It's like since we're getting the COVID vaccine, our second shot on Saturday, we're still planning to do an episode next week. We're not going to take off like when we got our first shot. But when it happens, it's going to fully depend on how we react to the vaccine. Because yeah. I still want to record that week. It just might be might not be Monday, depending on how we feel, I guess. I'll say, if anything, it might be like latest Tuesday, I'd say. Yeah, and then plus a lot of the shows we're going to discuss. Not a lot of the shows, but some of the shows we're going to discuss next week actually take place on the weekend. So yeah. Depending on how we feel, that we me- might just be in bed and not even have anything else to do except for watch Honestly. wrestling. So we'll s- we'll see how that goes anyway. But yeah, we literally might just lay in bed. But uh, that's really all the non wrestling shit to talk about. Really, so let's uh, get into the news. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about, honestly. But first bit of news I want to talk about is uh, Rusha's new promotion, uh, Federacion Wrestling. They announced their first card, which you can watch live. Like they're claiming you can watch live. We'll just say that. Yeah, we'll see. But about that. it's not. It's pretty cheap. I think it's like twenty bucks or something for the live show, like in U.S. dollars, Jeez. something like that. Well, it's, I could have expected worse, though. Yeah, I know. And it takes PayPal, but the PayPal is like some like sex rock music at it's like Gmail or something. Sex music or something like that. I was like, oh, this yeah. is gonna be a good promotion. Well, don't forget though, they take cryptocurrency too. And yes, that's right. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, um, honestly, the card looks pretty good because Rush is very much just getting a bunch of like ROH guys that he has available. Some random ass AEW people. He has a bunch of random AEW people, so. He's got uh, Roosh, Andrade, and uh, Betsy Adele Ring in a surprise versus Matt Taven, PJ Black, and two loot surprise guys in the main event. Got Penta, Ray Fenix, which they can even spell Phoenix right on the po- on the poster. Fex, Fexus. Fex, Fexus, I guess. But yeah, they're facing Dragon League and Bandita, so that sounds fucking sick. Yeah, that should be fucking nuts. Uh, you got Ty Conti, Ayaka Hamada, and... Uh, Another surprise versus Red Velvet, Miranda Elise, and Zuxies. 
got a Torneo Copa, Federos, like a Torneo Copa, so that should be pretty fun. I think they're going to have like 20 wrestlers, I think. Jesus. Something like the 30, 20 or 30. That'll be fun. It's probably just a way for Rush to get bu- book his friends on the card, <laughs> pretty honestly. Much. But. <laughs> and then we got uh, Ray Horace versus Flamita versus a surprise. So I think, I can't read it. Chaco Barberos versus Futuro Brillante Jr., something like that. But yeah, overall, a pretty good card for most of it. So I'm. I'm not, Sorry. I'm trying oh, Supresa, to read. probably. I can't see you. But, yeah. Should be fine. I'm not going to pay for it, but... Um, Fuck no. If you want to... I mean... I, I'm just, my, my whole thing is I'm, if you buy this, chances are it's not going to air. Yeah. <laughs> or something's going to fuck up, so I'm not really going to trust no. it. And I'll be surprised if this, fa- this promotion even lasts like, more than like a few shows, honestly. But for the first show, though, it looked pretty good, so... I say stack first show, so, I mean, can't really complain. As long as we actually get to see it, then... Yeah, it should be fun. A uh, little bit of ROH news that Tony Deppin won the TV title this past weekend on the TV show. Not signed. Not as signed he said. still, supposedly. But uh, <laughs> that's already, what he said on uh, his Twitter. Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, I'm not signed. I'm like, oh well, okay. But we already got some gold on Brody's factions. Uh, so not surprising at all. But yeah, I'm done. It's, it's a good move, I think, just because Tony's pretty good. I haven't heard anything about the match itself, but I'm sure it's good. It was oh, like no Tony versus um, Hot Sauce. Hot Tracy. Sauce. Tracy Williams. Yeah. There was a show or a match on that though. I heard was really good. It's like Flamita versus Bandito, I think. Oh, shocker! But I'm like, wow. yeah, of course. Oh my God. I think I think Those that was the match. Two. So I might actually go back and check out that ROH I episode. That happened. Yeah, it's probably good. But that's really all the Western news. Uh, Joshi news. Uh, Guyism got postponed God, yet again. That show is so fucking cursed. Well, I think it's supposed to be going to Oda Ward this month, but I think they just postponed it again just in case just in the case, State yeah. of Mercy gets postponed. I mean, you can't really back. can't really blame them because it's just like you don't know. And then we got some uh, good news for uh, us in the West, or, well, everywhere, really. But uh, Hanukkah Memorial Show will be streaming live on iPay-Per-View on May 23rd. Uh, should be a link on Kyoko's Twitter, I think. I know I've, it's been floating around, so I'm sure you can find it if you look for it. Plus, there's a there's actual a Twitter, yeah, Twitter, there's account, a Twitter account for the, account, but I can't remember what the handle, what is. The handle is. Yeah. But I think it's like uh, 1,500 yen, something, not 1,500, not or 15,000 yen or something like oh. that. I don't know. It's I would say fifteen hundred. I, I forgot how much it was, but it's, it's pretty cheap, honestly. You're not mm-hmm. too expensive, so might have to check that out. I have to. I'm assuming we can buy it in the West, but I haven't really looked into it myself. Said you can, but I haven't looked into that either. You probably can, because I mean, a lot of these pay-per-views yeah. can, like the seedling pay-per-views, are all you can buy in the West and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm sure that you, I'm sure you can. And then uh, last bit of news: uh, Jay White defeated Tanahashi to win the Never Title, becoming the first ever quadruple crown champion in New Japan. 39 minutes. 39 minutes. I can't believe that it was that long, but I don't know. And then like, there was the ladder match, I think, with Tama and Taichi was 27. Like 27, yeah. So. Honestly, I didn't even know New Japan was having a show today until I got on Twitter, and then one of my Same. friends was saying, or Liam, uh, he was saying, like, he's a big Jay White stan, and he was just like, how do I, like, I'm so down on New Japan right now, I don't even care to watch this. That's so sad. And, like, who the fuck is supposed to care about Jay White winning this title? Like, I know there, this is a de facto number two belt now, but... It's I, re- it's, it's I cannot give a shit title, about the Never title. Yeah. At least and now in this that spot. they're doing this, like pushing these fucking matches past 30, no. Just let Never title matches just like stay lower. It doesn't need to be this long. I know it's the main event, but please. And I've enjoyed some of Tanahashi's stuff that I saw, but it's just like the Chinga match I liked a lot. But mm. it's like when I he got when he won this belt, I was hoping he would he would basically mean him going to be Never style matches, doing shorter matches, Me stuff too. like that. But no, he needs to. Yeah, it's just, oh, no, he's Stop now... Stop pushing him for this. Now this never title is just long matches. Oh, my God, no. Just like everything else. Like, the only blip in this is that Ibushi's title matches were actually pretty short, comparatively. Yeah, I was going to say compared to... Yeah, so... But, yeah, that's uh, New Japan stuff. Yeah. But uh, not a lot of news. I think we have more to say about the shows we're going to talk about mm-hmm. later, but uh, let's get into what's airing this week. It's both a lot and not a lot, because few companies running, but there's a lot there's from a certain companies. Because yeah. <laughs> every... A lot of the shows got canceled due to the current uh, state of emergency. But, let's uh, see. Uh, Noah aired live on Wrestling Universe May 2nd and May 3rd. All Japan's Champions Carnival Final Night aired live on All Japan TV May 3rd. New Japan Wrestling on Taku takes place on May 3rd and 4th on New Japan World. Tokyo Joshi airs live on Wrestling Universe so on May 4th and 5th. Plus, they're still doing that, like, this is TJP or whatever yeah, show. So, yeah. there's other stuff I just don't feel like listening because they're, like, twice a week or something like that now. Something like that. Uh, DT airs live on Wrestle Universe May 4th, 9th, and 10th. The 9th and 10th will be the start of the Tag League. Uh, Dragon Gate Dead or Alive 2021 airs live on Dragon Gate Network May 5th. 
uh, Tenryu Project, April twenty or April twenty fifth, airs on Nico Pro May sixth, and Diana um, April eighteenth uh, airs on Nico May seventh. So that's about what's airing this week. Uh, for one wrestling roundup, uh, not a whole lot really. I think uh, we watched some stuff this weekend, and then I watched a couple matches that I've been. I'm, yeah. I pretty much made a list of all the matches and shows that I'm behind on that I want to watch. I meant to watch more honestly, but then I kind of just watched the two matches I watched, and then I was like, I think I'm done for now. Me. None of the matches were bad or anything. I was just like, I'm just going to hold off for now. But let's see. We watched, uh, there was actually a double header, or well, triple header technically, this on Saturday. It was like GCW, AAA, and uh, AAW. Didn't watch AAW at all because mm-hmm. I think it was on Twitch for free. I think their shows are oh, on shit, Twitch for I free now. But um, we watched uh, GCW and AAA at the same time. I was focusing more on AAA, honestly. Like, I didn't even know that it was this weekend, so I missed the first match. Which seemed to be the consensus match of the night. It was like a big uh, five-way between a bunch of like flippy guys like Arez and Demonio, I think, and a bunch of other guys. But just about everything I saw was good, honestly. Like the only real weak spot of the show was the Reina Dorena's match, but at least uh, the right person yes. won in Fabio Apache. Absolutely. But now it looks like she'll be facing Deanna Perrazzo at Triple Mania for both belts. Wrong. So I'm not super Wrong. excited for that. Wrong move. I don't know. Maybe Fabi can get a great match out of her. Because no. Deanna's uh, impact reign hasn't been uh, doing much for me, honestly. That's what happens when you don't have anyone to fucking face. Really. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, I don't think she's that good anyway. But uh, that's a different story. But uh, speaking about Triple Mania, Andrade <laughs> called out uh, Kenny for uh, Triple Mania 2. So potential, seem, I'm sure they're not teasing it for no reason. So we're probably going to get... Kenny versus Andrade mm-hmm. Triple Mania, whatever that is, because they haven't announced it at all. Pretty much, this show was the first time they ever even mentioned that Triple A Mania this year, so I guess we're just waiting to see. But uh, seems like uh, Andrade is not part of Los in Triple A. He has his own faction called Fuck, La Empresa, I think. Yeah, um, it's weird because it's like I don't know if he's actually in that or if I I, I guess he is. I don't. I'm pretty sure it is because they. And he's with nerds then. Fucking Corey Gray's brother. Fucking uh, Sam Adonis. Sam Adonis. I think Puma deep. King. Was that Puma King? No, yeah. Puma, yeah, Puma King, yeah. I forget who the, the third Fuck, guy, but I can't remember. There was someone else. And they was were it as well? No, no, but never mind. I don't think it was. Fuck. I don't remember who it was. I can't remember. I don't actually think it was. I think the whole thing with this is supposed to be like some CMLL invasion or fake one, kind of. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm not a Lucha guy, so I can't fully yeah, I was gonna take say. what I'm saying with the grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure I saw people talking about saying that was like maybe what they're doing. We watch Lucha like barely whenever we can actually find it. Pretty much, especially because AAA is on fucking space now, so the only time you see it is if is, yeah. you watch it, if, if Lucha Blog guy fucking streams it, or uh, he uploads a lot of stuff too eventually, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty much like the only on way Twitch, to watch. Yeah. But uh, same time was GCW's Ashes to Ashes. Uh, like I said, I was running head to head with AAA, so I was not really paying much attention to it. Seemed like a fine show, but really what I'm excited about is coming out of the yes. show, we got AJ Gray finally challenging for the GCW title in Las Vegas, so can't wait for that. I think we missed, like, the really at least, like, explosive shit with the main event, but whatever. It was yeah. the G-Ray, yeah, G-Raver and Jimmy. Oh, yeah, for all we fucking yeah. missed. We missed that. that. So maybe I'll go back and watch the that The glass ceiling shit seemed really cool, so if I can find it, that'd be cool to watch. That's the show uh, was almost fine, though, mm-hmm. what I was watching. I actually surprisingly like that Effie and uh, Alley Cat I versus... I actually uh, like that match. <laughs> why did I forget their names? Iron Beast. Iron Beast, yeah. But Iron Beast is fucking I was going to say, Iron awesome Beast can make team. anyone fucking look good. So, I mean, can that's we, probably why it was so fun. Can we just fun. get those GCW titles back and put it on them and just have them fucking hold Ooh. those belts just as long as the current champs have them? Cause I'm literally begging. That's all I want. I just want them to have a title. Like, it, it's so overdue. But yeah, I love those two, man. They're f- yeah, they're fucking great. Tag team in together, so... or separate not together <laughs> but the uh, other two matches i watched were uh shima and iwamoto finally for when shima won the uh, t- junior title <laughs> finally finally watched it i did like it a lot but i don't think it lived up to the hype i had going into it. people lot like Ooh. the people saying that it's like or not some i've seen people say it's like the all japan match of the year up and no. to that point and shit like mm-hmm. that and like i do think it was a pretty good to great match it's just i don't know like if i had to do star rating bullshit i'd probably give it the same rating as i would have i, I would have mm-hmm. given Shima and Sato, so I'd still probably put it in great territory, but honestly, I prefer Sato and Shima, to be honest. Damn, okay. But I think they're both worth checking out, or definitely worth checking out if you haven't checked right. it out, like if you're like me and being fucking super, super lazy. But Me. Uh, and then I uh, also checked out uh, Diamante versus Pokemon Dragon from the uh, Ultra Pan Court, not Ultra Pan, the Dragon Gate Court <laughs> in earlier this month, and it's not going to light up anyone's uh, match of the year list or anything, but I enjoyed this one a lot. The feud was really fun. Match told a really good story throughout, and 
only real issue I had with it was the finish was really kind of anticlimactic, honestly. Mm. But uh, I haven't watched uh, Dragon Gate much this month, so I'm curious what they do end up doing with Pokemon now without his mask. Uh, Diamante especially looked really great in this too. I want to shout him out. Like I can't say enough like, enough how good this guy has gotten since he showed up in Dragon Gate. But uh, it was nice to see him in a singles program too, since that's pretty much not something he's gonna ever gonna get. Is he in uh, King? Of, he's on King of Gate, right? I think. I don't think so. I don't think so. So yeah, that's pretty much your shining light for uh, Diamante singles and Dragon Gate. So it was good though. It's definitely worth checking out if you have it. It's uh, not up on uh, Dragon Gate Universe or Dragon Gate Network anymore, so you have to find it elsewhere. <laughs> I wanted to watch this whole show honestly, but I just couldn't find it. <laughs> so because even though I subbed to the network, uh, Gaiora is kind of not fun to deal with when it comes to TV shit. So it's what it is. Should have just watched it when it happened, but I I'm really lazy about watching wrestling sometimes. <laughs> Me always. <laughs> but uh, that's it for the roundup. So let's get into the shows we're going to talk about this week for the main topics. We're going to kick it off with Noah, The Glory 2021 from uh, April 29th. Uh, overall, it's a good show, but only one match, I'd say, is really something that's going to blow you away, really. Yeah. But uh, everything was pretty good, though. Like, nothing was, like, outright bad or anything other than, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say that. I don't think anything was really outright bad. It's just... Your mileage may vary depending on your uh, how much you enjoy certain wrestlers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the most part, I enjoyed the show. Just definitely one match. It was definitely, a, as I expected to be, a, kind of a two-match show, really, more than anything. But uh, let's get into it. First match was uh, Full Throttle, Hajime Ohara, Seki Yoshioka, and Yohei defeating Atsushi Kotoge, Daisuke Harada, and Yasutaki Yano in 11.54. Uh, it was interesting watching this one after hearing about all the junior drama that took place just a few days after the show. On the empty hall or empty people cork and all shows, but uh, it was good to uh, good match to open the show. Lots of fast paced action, which is what you really want from an mm-hmm. all op- or all junior opening match. Uh, Yano continues to look good for the stage of the career that he's at currently. Good baby face fire and good at just getting his ass kicked. It's all which all you need is from a young boy, but definitely really fun. But yeah, not much to say about the match itself. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um Rip to full throttle. Kind of weird watching this after knowing what happened with the Noah Jr. drama, but... Yeah, I guess yeah. we should um, go through that. <laughs> we didn't, you didn't watch shows yet. Honestly, I probably won't, probably honestly. Won't. But, yeah, if you don't know, um, full throttle's dead. <laughs> we'll talk about... Are you shocked? We'll talk about it um, a little bit after the yeah. junior tag title match, I guess. But uh, Seiki and Yohei uh, came out after that match and challenged. But then, just a few days later, Seiki... Uh, fucking uh, split up full throttle after in a mixed tag, like a six-man tag, I think. Yeah, something like that, I think. Yeah, he, like, attacked uh, Yohei. Wait. Did he attack Yohei? I think he, like, kicked him in the head or something. I can't remember. I don't know. Either way, he he betrayed full throttle, joined Stinger, because, of course, he did, because, honestly, he fits a Stinger. Like, I'm not, I don't have a problem. Who? Shaky. Oh, never mind. Why not think Yohei? No, um... I know, obviously not. Yeah, because I think it was only a matter of time before Seiki was going to end up with Haida and uh, Susumu since they're buds for a, a long time. But, um, yeah, he joined Stinger. Yohei just also betrayed Ohara and joined uh, Nosawa's little group. little gang. And then uh, Ohara went and joined uh, Momono Seishun's little mini faction here. So that, Ohara that, won in the divorce. Honestly. like That's a hell of a faction. Honestly, like that, that's probably that like, def- that's definitely the best uh, junior faction in <laughs> oh, Noah now. Oh, absolutely, shit. There's, it doesn't compare. Honestly, it kind of already was the best one. I was going to say, Because, uh... but it's like, I can't really be sad about Full Throttle dying because they were pretty much dead. Dead. Like, they didn't, yeah. they never did anything with them. Like, they gave Seiki that little two-day reign or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, it gave him a no-defense, like, title reign, so. But, yeah, they, they're almost not as important as the uh, Congo Juniors. Like, Congo Juniors, they don't do anything with yeah. them either. But at least they have the main unit of Congo, so they're kind of a big... Or not a big deal, but they at least they have something to kind hang their hat on. on but to, yeah. Full Throttle just felt really li- listless once Kotoge got there. thrown out. Yeah, they were just there to be in openers or whatever random spot and have some title matches, I guess. But, yeah. And like I said, Seiki Fixin better with Stinger, honestly. Honestly. Ohara obviously is in a better place now because him and, him and uh, Daisuke are going to be a fucking great tag team. Oh my Can't god, we... they're going to fucking roll, dude. Yohei is fucking weird, though. <laughs> him joining the I feel really crew. bad for Yohei, to be honest. It's like, he's just kind of just floating along. And it's like, what the fuck is he supposed to do in Nisawa's little gang there? They don't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> 
But yeah. I, did you have anything else to say about the match or do you want to move on? Uh, no, you pretty much said it all. Definitely it was a much better opener than – well, I don't want to say much better than what you usually get, but uh, definitely really good. Just I think everybody in it did really well. So no complaints there, but, yeah, it's just the drama of it all, I guess. Uh, next match was uh, Kongo, uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Neo defeating Akitoshi Saito and Junta Miyaki in 11:49, and uh, Funky Saito really is a sight to behold, that's for sure. Um, but uh, match is entertaining enough for an undercard match. Saito and Nakajima just kicking the shit out of each other, rocked. I love that that whole portion of the match. Yeah, they were fucking great. Uh, Neo had his working boots on, did his job well, and uh, Junta was just a ball of fire throughout this match. Like, but of course he saw to take the mm-hmm. fall in the end. But he was definitely like one of the highlights, other than the Saito and Nakajima spot. Junta was a, a lot more in control than I expected. Like, he was pretty much mm-hmm. totally in control of Neo. I don't think Neo really got any offense at all, honestly. At least, at least felt like not, it. At least, yeah, not with Junta, but yeah. Um, yeah, actually, surprisingly, pretty entertaining <clears throat> and fun undercard match. Um, of course, like you said, Saito and Nakajima was awesome. Junta looked really good. I love Funky Saito. He's just, <laughs> he's just absolutely amazing. It's not what I expected, but, you know. And then, of course, Nakajima at the end trying to plant the seeds with Saito and being like, oh, you know, you're a loser and all that shit. So, uh, yeah. yeah we know some, it's coming. Yeah, didn't he say some shit like, oh, I'm, that funky shit, that, I'm tired of that funky shit and I'm coming after you or something, something shit like that? Something like that. It was <laughs> uh, Nakajima's not a guy I want coming after me, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> not to kid my ass anyway. Yeah, I'll say wait. But, uh, yeah. Uh, next match was... Uh, Kotaro Suzuki versus Yuya Susumu. It ended without a winner as a no contest. I think that's all. That fucked up. It was a tie. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's just what. Yeah, I think the wrestling did, data had, fucked it up. But whatever. yeah, it was a draw at 11:02. Uh, this match happened, I guess. Uh, like, I I just can't get into Susumu. No man. Like I just I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. He just does nothing for me here. And Suzuki really didn't do anything to make the match any better, in my opinion. Like their whole beginning portion of the match was fucking boring to me. And uh, no idea why it needed to end in a draw because like both guys were shoulders were down after a flash pan. It was just yeah. a stupid finish, and I just, I, yeah, I just did not like this match at all. It was like the match itself was okay, but then it got to the ending, and I was just like, <laughs> why? We didn't need to do that at all whatsoever. But okay, I guess I don't. I didn't see the need for either guy to get anything there. But okie dokie then. In uh, next match, uh, Kazushi Sakuraba, Kazunari Murakami, and Kendo Kashin defeated Muhammad Yone, Shuhei Taniguchi, and Masao Inoue in 10:48. Uh, last match before we get into the meat of the card, Sugiura Gun versus Funky Express or the Funky Foursome or whatever the English commentary yeah, is calling them. Yeah, I think them. he said the Funky Foursome, and I was just like, uh. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. It's like the whole group is Funky make, Foursome, yeah. but Funky, Funky Express is Shuhei and Yone. Yeah, but, that makes uh, sense. So. This match lasted two seconds in the ring before they just all started brawling outside. And Owe and uh, Kendo Kashi were, like, throwing barricades at each other until, like, Murakami came to stop Kashi. He was like, no, this is too much. And I'm like, if you got fucking Murakami telling you something's too much, I think you're going a little overboard. <laughs> but uh, once back in the ring, though, uh, not a whole lot interesting really happened in the match. Uh, I can't say I expected much from this going in, so it's hard to really be mad about it or anything. But enjoyed some of the Funky Boys antics, at least. But that was pretty much the highlight of the match. Other than, mm-hmm. like I said, them fucking fighting with barricades and shit. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, this shit was just as goofy as you expect it to be, looking at it on paper. So, it's either one of those things that you're going to enjoy or you're not going to like. So, probably an easy skip for most. So, uh, I mean, I, I got some good laughs out of it, especially with their their antics near the end. But, yeah, overall, it's probably just the easy pass. Uh, first title match of the night for the GFC Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. Stinger, Yoshinari Ogawa, and Hayata, the champions, defeated <laughs> Ikuto Hidaka and Nisawa Rongai in 1836. One of the good things about the junior drama kicking off again in Noah is that we are one step closer for hopefully Ogawa getting kicked out of Stinger and this team finally dropping the belts. Because it is really a struggle to watch these matches because I, I just cannot give a shit about this team anymore. Please just break up Ogawa and Hayata. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> I still love Ogawa, but please and put me in my misery here. And uh, I'm being overdramatic, but the match was fine. About as like about as good as you could get out of an 18-minute match with Haida and Osawa both involved. And at least it didn't go over 20 like a lot of the junior titles have been doing recently. True, I guess. When they said this was the fifth successful defense for these two, I was just <laughs> blown away. I was like, are you fucking serious? I've gone through five of these fucking things. Like, 
please end soon. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, Nodasawa, please just give me that. But yeah, that was. It, it was I'm, I'm being really dramatic, but it was, cause it, it was fine. It's just, I'm, I just cannot deal with this team anymore. Uh, yeah, it was a junior tag title defense. So, uh, pretty much what I just said is a shortened version of what he said. Um, I, I just. Uh, if Ogawa's not getting kicked out, can we just have fucking Lake Seiki be the other one to defend the other title? Because I just can't do it. I don't know. I don't. I'm not on the high to aid train or anything. But it's just like once you see one of their fucking uh, defenses, you've seen them all. So take that as you may. But I definitely think who's uh, Harada and Ohara they're challenging next. Yeah. So uh, if they don't win, I don't really know who else does. I'm fucking bad too, because I used to like Stinger. We had a fucking Ogawa, we had uh, Suzuki, we had uh, Chris Ridgeway, yeah. we had fucking Toge in it. Like that was such once a fucking they awesome faction. People, yeah, one, like once like Ridgeway couldn't come anymore and was gone. And Suzuki got and kicked then Suzuki out. Suzuki got kicked out. And got Toge started, left. Yeah. And I, just, I don't know. It's current Stinger. I just cannot get into at all. And it's like now what they got Ogawa and Seiki. Okay. Oh, that'd be that's nice, honestly. Yeah. They'd probably be a nice little tag team. I know. If I they wish. did it, but. Problem is, these two are the champs, so they're the, they're, the, they're the de facto tag team. Boo! Uh, let's see. Next match. Uh, M's Alliance. Naomichi Marafuji, Masaki Mojizuki, and Masato Tanaka defeated Kaito Kiyomiya, Yoshiki Inamura, and Kenny Okada in 1736. Uh, finally, a match on this show I could really sink my teeth into. All the guys involved were great, and uh, Maro had a spring in his step. You don't always see these days. And honestly, it wasn't even the match that much. Pretty much just the <laughs> beginning and the end. That's really it. Uh, Mochi trying to like get the better of the beefy Inamura just... To get thrown across the ring was awesome near the beginning of the match. Inamura really was like the highlight of the match. Especially, and what's even another highlight of the match was the English commentary calling it, saying he had like the strength of ten gorillas who had the strength of ten gorillas or something shit that like was that. So fucking that was such weird. a fucking great line. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> like, whenever Inamura was in, he just like brought so much energy and intensity to the match. Mm-hmm. Okada was looking great as always, and he's but he's like also great at getting his ass kicked, and of course he had to eat the pin here, but. uh he really had me rooting for him by the end of it. And the match had me uh, really interested in the um, these singles matches with Masato Tanaka challenge facing Kaito and Inamura on these past two Cork and Hall shows. So, I do want to watch those. So at least check out those from the Cork and Hall shows. But yeah, overall it's a very fun match. Not one call great or anything, but I definitely enjoyed it a lot. And the first match of the show I really, I really got into. Yeah, this is definitely one of the more fun M's Alliance matches to watch. I wonder why that is. There's certain someone not in the match. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this was just a, really a, a lot of fun. Um, Murr always, he's just continues to improve. He's such a beast. Like, he needs to be champion at some point. Um, it was kind of weird. Kaito didn't really, like, do anything for me here. Like, he was fine. It was just... Kind of overshadowed a Yeah, little I'm telling bit. more about Inamura and uh, oh, yeah. o- Okada, honestly. I'm fine with that. I want Okada to fucking, like, be, you know, I don't know if they're still considering him a young boy or anything. I just want him out of the limbo that he's in. I want him to actually do some stuff. Because I think it's about time. I think we say it's all the fucking time he's on. But anyway, it's, I'm still yelling about it. Um, and also, I, I always love when Mochi's over. And Noah, I think he always fucking kills it, so... Yeah, definitely um, fun overall. Uh, next match was the semi-main event for the GHC national title. Takashi Sugira defeated Kazuyuki Fujita in 1808 to gain the, regain the title. Fujita falls in his first defense. And uh, this was pretty much everything I wanted this match to be. Started with the stare, as Fujita matches are always do. But Sugira said, fuck that shit, and just booted him in the face. I, I love how that, that match started. Shit. It was more grapple-based to start. They brought him on the outside with Vegeta just, like, throwing him repeatedly into the barricade just over and over again. Uh, back in the ring, Vegeta got him in, like, a single leg crab. And Sui was selling it like his leg was getting ripped off. Then they just started, like, dropping bombs on each other with, like, a brief pit stop of Sugira, like, attempting to get a tap out win with an ankle lock. Fucking nuts slap fight near the end. They were so loud. I think the crowd was even gasping at times. No. Uh, Sugi really earned the title surviving that shit, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, finally, he was able to put him away with two head kicks of his own and uh, an Olympic slam for the win. Fujita's selling of the loss was fucking great with his like eyes rolling back into That's his head. And, That's how you do it. And then making him carry him off. His man's a worker's worker. He ain't fucking looking like a... He ain't looking like a chump. Yeah. 
He's looking like he's dead. He's selling that victory for Segura, making him look like a beast. Yep. And it uh, looks like Segura's first challenger looks is going to be Sakuraba. But uh, what do you think about the match? Yeah, I thought this shit just fucking rolled. Um, I just wanted them to beat their asses, and that's exactly what they did. And uh, Fujita's selling at the end just killed me. I didn't even pay – I didn't really notice at first that his eyes were rolling back until you pointed it out. I was like, oh, my God, of course they are. And him getting stretchered off was just beautiful. Um, it's definitely cool to see Sugi with the title again because I liked his run before. So should definitely be another fun run, especially uh, starting it off with um, his next challenger being uh, Sakuraba. Yeah, Sugiro Gun's trying to be like fucking uh, DDM, only challenging each other. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Except this is actually better. But. Yeah. Interfactional, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to say fraction, I guess. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, let's see. And then the main event for the GFC heavyweight title, Keiji Muto defeated Masakita Miya in 22-53. I wish I had, a, like, a high-rise version of that, like, Godzilla shit they were doing, the video package that they were doing. so cool. I really want to make that my Twitter banner of, like, fucking Masa and fucking my Muto God. just shooting lasers at each other. That's so great. That so much. But, uh, as far as the match itself, all I can really say about it is they tried hard and it was a passable title defense to get Muto along to the next one. But, uh, it was very slow for the majority of it. Like, we were watching the show pretty late at night last night, and the start was, like, pretty good sleep medicine. Like, back half kind of got good, though, especially, like, the callback shoot headbutt that Masa gave to Mudo while he was in, in the prison lock. And Mudo was just bumping around like a madman. He just fucking took his nasty pile driver spot from Mudo, or from uh, Kitamiya. So, I think you got to give him credit for that. He was really bumping like crazy at the end. It's just... The first half nearly put me to sleep, so I can't really rate a match that highly mm. <laughs> with that kind of beginning, but I don't know. What do you think about the match? Um, Passable is definitely a good w- word for it. Definitely the better defense for Mudo. Uh, like you said, they definitely really tried, but just some stuff just wasn't good and didn't connect for me. Definitely was better at the end, but I mean, it is what it is. It's pretty much what you're going to get. Um, yeah, the next, uh, defense is going to be something, so. Yeah, next up is, uh, Marafuji, and uh, I'm very worried about it, especially because I could see it being the main event of the show for, uh, it's going to be a Tyra Fest on June 6th. I could very easily see this being the main event of that show. Hopefully it's Akiyama and Harashima, because I think that's going to be more, wor- or not more worthy of a main event, but definitely a better main event if it's going to be the main event, but chances are it's probably going to be Mudo and Marafuji just because it's Mudo. But uh, let me check real quick, see what's coming up next for Noah. Got some stuff to talk about. All right, the next uh, big show, next show for court, or for <laughs> next show for <laughs> Noah is their Cork and All show on May fifteenth, which is going to have the return of Congo in full with Woo! Keno finally recovered from COVID and uh, back at it again. The uh, full card here for uh, the Cork and All show, uh, probably the main event is uh, Keiji Mudo, Yoshinari Ogawa, and Haida versus uh, Marafuji, Daisuke Harada, and Hajime Ohara. I guess Mudo wants to team up with Stinger for some reason. Uh, <laughs> kind of had to pair him up with someone, I guess, because I guess he couldn't do Amazon Alliance. Yeah. But it's definitely interesting. I guess it makes sense for like the tag title preview kind of bullshit, too. Right. Got a tag match. Uh, Sugiura and Fujita versus Sakuraba and Murakami. I was talking to her earlier. I was like, who the fuck's going to eat the fall here? <laughs> this is a weird-ass match because it's like... I don't really know. Like, if it wasn't for the title match, yeah, Sagarama's probably going to be in the yeah. fall here, but it's just like, I'm curious. I mean, probably, like, it'd be probably going to be Sugiura, I guess, just to heat, add some heat to the match, I guess. Yeah, probably. Because I, I, I don't think, I don't, I would not I don't see, see Murakami or Fujita no. in the pin here, so. No. Uh, we got an eight man tag. As I said, it's the return of Congo in full. We got Keno, Nakajima, Kitamiya, and Soya versus uh, the Funky Force on here. So uh, you know what this means. Yeah, we're definitely gonna see uh, one of the probably Shuhei pin Nakajima or, or Kitamiya or something. Maybe like I don't know. Depends. I really don't know what team they're gonna do. I guess. But yeah, I'm, I would just go with Shuhei and Yone. Yone. Yeah. But it seems like they're doing something with Saito now. I know. After that, which so I'm like, it's weird. I don't. But either way, one of these funky boys is gonna pin in one of the aggression members and set up a tag title match because these two have not defended the title once yet. Don't care. Let's see, we got a tag match. We got Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Nomura versus Masada Tanaka and uh, Mochi, uh, Saki Mojizuki. So, 
That should be good. Seems like they're feuding right now for some reason, which I'm fine with because the match is probably good. But uh, let's see. We got uh, Kotoge and Junta versus Sumu and uh, Seiki. Got six-man tag. Suzuki, Yohei, and Nosawa versus Neo, Hao, and Tadasuke. And a singles match between uh, Okada and Yano. So, decent little Cork and All show coming up. But uh, the next big show they got is on uh, May 30th with three title matches. Yeah, three title matches. Got uh, the GC national title, Sugira versus Sakuraba. Got a special singles match between Seiki Yoshioka and Yohei. Don't get too excited, y'all. We got a GC uh, tag title match, or junior tag title match. Uh, Ogawa and Haida versus uh, Ohara and uh, Harada. Got a GFC junior title match because Nosawa hates me. We got Kotage, Kotoge defending against Susumu. And then we got a tag match here. Mudo and Masato Tanaka versus Marfuji and uh, Funaki. So I'd like to see a uh, heavyweight tag title match added to this at some point, but not honestly, not a whole lot on this show. I'm really that excited no. for. Unfortunately, definitely excited for the main event, or 100%. seemingly the main event. I'm assuming it's gonna be the main event with the Sugira and Sakuraba. But uh, these junior title matches or junior matches aren't really lighting my world on fire. I'll, I'll just say that the Ems Alliance tag might be pretty fun, honestly. But we'll see, I guess. But that's it for all our Noah talk. Let's get into the All Japan Champions Carnival. Since we last recorded, there have been uh, three nights of Champions Carnival, including the final night, which took place this morning. We woke our asses up at five. <laughs> was, at least it was only like five a.m., so it's not that bad. But yeah, we woke, our, ass, woke our asses up to see this live because we didn't want to be spoiled, and I'm definitely glad we didn't I get spoiled. I didn't want to be spoiled, and I wanted to experience either a happy emotion or a bad emotion. But uh, go through the final two nights, or not the final two nights, the first two nights that since we last recorded, and then get into the final. So. First show we're going to talk about is uh, night day 8 from April uh, 28th. And I just got to ask, why do we always stop on the worst nights of fucking James Carnival? I don't know what it is with us. We need to not do that anymore. Last ep- Last episode, we had to start with like the worst night of the tournament. I still think it was the worst night of the tournament. Yeah. But this is, this is the second worst night. This is a very I, close one. I did not like this night of all Japan. Or this night of Champions Carnival really at all. Like, at least we started with Noah this time, so there was a little fluff. But, yeah, let's get into it, and then we can talk about the all Japan I actually did enjoy this week. Yes. Let's see, like I said, it was from uh, April 28th. First match was Yuma Aoyagi defeating Koji Doi and 10-21, and... No strong take on this one way or another, honestly. Like, just nice to see them back in front of fans again, even if it was only for one day. Mm-hmm. This is probably, like, the least I was into a Doi match all tournament because his control period at the beginning of the match was just kind of dull, honestly. But, like, it was solid enough. It's just, it was there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, personally, I found this just to be okay, which was a tad bit disappointing given the two names here, especially Yuma, who's been so strong. Um, this doesn't make him like, you know, the, didn't make him look any worse or anything overall, but just kind of a disappointment there. It, I, I don't know. I just don't think anything really offensively clicked for me. So in the end, it just ended up being okay. Uh, next match was Zeus defeating Shotaro Oshino in 822. Oshino like actually decided to work the arm instead of the ankle this time. Uh, not sure how smart of an idea this was, unless he was like trying to take away some of Zeus's offense, including like his chops and lariats, which I assume was the idea here. But if he's trying to soften him up for one of his own moves, or he probably should have been trying to soften him up for one of his own moves instead, like the ankle lock. But uh, would have went for the ankle as usual, or go f- that, that way. He could like I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but anyway, uh, start off with a brief chop fight to start. Ashino dominated the majority of the match with the arm work, but then Zeus just sprang back to life and beat him. I did like Zeus selling the arm, though, at the beginning. When he first, like, got on a roll, he caught Ashino in, like, this belly-to-belly suplex, and he did it with a single arm because of the arm work that Ashino did. And Ashino's last bit of offense is really clever with, like, switching the arm hold he had into an ankle lock at the same time. Simple story, but they told it well. Until the end, when Zeus yeah. just started using his right arm for offense again and just beat Ashino easy. Go. Like, if, if he would have just done that, if he would have, like, cut that part out, I would have enjoyed this match a lot more. But honestly, like, just that him. That just sucked the life out of it me. It sucked the life out of the match. Serious, dude? Yeah, it's just the way that it ended, honestly, just killed it all for me. Because overall, I thought the match was pretty solid. You know, Zeus was really selling the arm work pretty well. 
especially like you said with the um, one arm suplex but then it was just kind of thrown out the window literally maybe like <laughs> two minutes later maybe less than that so and it's typically not something i care about but it's just like you really did all that and then you just beat him what the hell did he beat him with i forget i oh. think it was a choke slam yeah yeah that's what it was oh god <laughs> just hearing that makes it even worse but yeah disappointing ending decent match but just yeah just no continuity i guess uh next match was uh jake lee defeating kohei sato 11 of 5 and this was fucking boring nothing else really to say about it really like it was yeah. one of the worst matches of the tournament honestly it's really funny that we say that this is like one of the worst matches and then later on yeah but I don't really know who told them to work this style of match. It's, uh, why didn't you just let them beat the shit out of each other? They didn't have to do so much fucking, like, boring-ass mat work, but it, it just... This is really boring. And then fucking Sato got knocked loopy, so that was something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, next match was Suama defeating Shinjiro Otani in 1549. Otani hurt his shoulder pretty early on in the match. They probably should have just called the match after that, honestly, but I think Swama did the best he could to, like, lead Otani through to the end, took care of his arm and shoulder as much as he could while both of them, like, played on the injury into the match in pretty smart ways. Otani did really well on offense for only having one arm to work with, mm -hmm. but uh, given what they had to deal with, I'd say it was a pretty good match, but, yeah, definitely sucks uh, Otani got hurt and then obviously had to miss out the final two days, but, yeah, for what they had to deal with, I think they did a pretty good job. I'm going to say um, I actually agree. I thought they did pretty good with, you know, the unfortunate circumstance of Otani getting hurt. But, um, you know, Otani kept going strong and Suama did what he could. So can't really ask for much more than that. And up to this point it was probably the best match of the night. But, I mean, we didn't watch the undercard or anything. And then, yeah, the other matches. So, yeah. Uh see. Next match was the main event. It was uh, Shuji Ishikawa defeating Kento Miyahara in 1916. Pretty much went straight into brawling outside while Kento was just screaming a whole fucking lot. Kento formula. Uh, it was a little unsettling to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> then Ishikawa like brought him back into the ring and stepped on him while Kento screamed even more. Ishikawa kept like began like working on Kento's back and more screaming. Like I'm I'm sorry I kept noting his screaming, but it was just really That's killing me in this you match, really man. Paid attention to the first half was him screaming. Uh, he did he does this in a lot of matches, but it's just like in this match in particular, it just bothered noticeable. me for some reason. But uh, anyway, it took a long while to get going. Back half of solid stuff, but honestly, nothing you can you need to go back and see and see if you missed this show as a whole. I'd probably just skip if you have if you fallen yeah. behind. Just don't just <laughs> just don't just move on to the next night. <laughs> Yeah, um, like he said, this just has lots of Kento screaming. Definitely thought the first half was uh, fairly boring and a little annoying just because of that. But I mean, I don't, I don't know why it stood out so much in this one. But whatever. Um, it picked up a little bit closer to the end, but kind of unfortunate because it was a little too late to potentially save the match. It, it just fell flat, like the night as a whole. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the next night. It was uh, day nine from April 29th. First match was Koji Doi defeating Zeus, or not Ko defeating Zeus, Koji Doi versus Zeus, and it ended in a double count out in 11:04. First part of the match was them just like running at each other, trying to like knock the other one down, which Doi ended up winning and taking control of the match from there. Followed this up with a, a big slap fight, with which Zeus won. Hit a belly to belly and locked in a submission, but Doi was able to get to the rope. Zeus trying to counter the torture rack with a sleeper rocked. And uh, they followed all that up with a huge lariat exchange. Zeus hit the biceps explosion on Doi, knocking him out of the ring. The two fought on the outside, which led to both men getting counted out after they kept pulling each other off the apron to stop the other so from funny. getting into the ring to break the count. But, uh, yeah, this is probably like one of my favorite Doi matches of the tournament, honestly. Up until, well, I think the one today I enjoyed a lot, too. I don't know. Doi... Wasn't anything stellar, but for the most part, I've enjoyed him. Bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he was, like, super standout or anything, but I don't think he was bad at the same time. I don't know. It's just because you knew he wasn't really going to go far in the tournament anyway, so couldn't get super excited, I guess. But, um, yeah, this match overall was just really, was honestly really good, but, I mean, 
coming from the other night was easy to easy to beat. So, but yeah, these two just basically beat the hell out of each other. So that's all I really wanted. Uh, next match was Suwama defeating Shotaro Oshino at 11:44. Match started off hot from the jump with Oshino going after the old man as soon as the bell rang. As usual, Oshino went after the leg and ankle. Suwama tried to fight back, but not to much avail. Oshino like just absolutely dominated the dude in the first half of the match until finally Suwama sprung to life and started beating him down in the corner. The two just like kept hitting suplexes on each other, much like their earlier title match from last year. Strike exchanges into a headbutt from Oshino, followed by this huge lariat from Suwama. He went for the backdrop, but Oshino reversed it into an ankle lock. If I'd been watching this live, I might have actually bit as that being the finish, but sadly I knew Suwama escaped. Uh, Suwama had then hit two backdrops, a lariat, and another backdrop for the win. I really enjoyed this one a lot. The two have really great chemistry, and I, I pretty much loved every match they've had together. This was obviously not as good as the previous matches, due, just due to the length, honestly, but that was a very nice sprint, and I think it was a lot more action-packed because of that. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed this match a lot. One of Oshino's best matches of the tournament. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, definitely one of his best matches of the entire tournament. Like you said, it didn't live up to the, I guess, super high expectations, you know, from the title matches or anything. But definitely still overall a really good match. So, uh, no complaints there. Um, I think you said it all, though. They were just going at it. Coming out of this, Oshino and Tuama agreed to form a tag team together. I don't love it. Like, I'm sure they're going to be a pretty good team together because if their matches are anything to go by. But obviously I'm not happy with Oshino be just becoming Swama's pen eater, which is what it's going to be. Yep. But uh, it's bound to happen eventually. So I've already come to, gri I've come to grips with Oshino just being a guy in all Japan for a while now. So I can't even be mad about it. I'm just interested to see how they work together as a team, I guess. Then the uh, next match was uh, Shuji Shikawa defeating Jake Lee in 14-12. That was a pretty good match. Probably like the second best Jake match of the tournament up to that point off the top of my head. Only other only like other memorable ones I can think of he had up to this point was the Yuma match, which was pretty great. So pretty much this and that one are pretty much the standout match from Jake Lee this tournament up until the final night. It was just really good work from him. A lot more dynamic offense than he had in previous matches, like mm -hmm. the Sato match and Otani match, which were both pretty dull. His character work was probably like the best it's been the entire tournament in this match. And I love the finish with Shuji like counting the D4 countering the D4C with a small package and then hitting the Feds press to sneak out the win, which is pretty much how Shuji won like a majority of his matches is like sneak pins and shit like that. So That's been a theme of um at least not him, but just overall with some of them is like just out of nowhere wins. Especially like him, Yuma, mm -hmm. getting a couple of those, so yeah. But yeah, it was overall a pretty good match. Yeah, I was going to say, this was actually a pretty good match. Um, definitely, like you said, Jake's character work really shined here. I think he definitely has become more comfortable with the character going through the tournament. Because, you know, like at first, he, I don't want to say he seemed unsure, but it's just kind of like, I guess more testing the waters of what the character should be. Well, it's like the tournament. Like, obviously, in the Oshino match, he yeah. took it a little too far. Yeah, it was a little direction. too cartoony, I guess. But then I think he reversed course a little too much in the yeah. middle of the tournament, and now, like, he hit a sweet spot near the end, which is where the important part anyway. Yeah, I would say. So, yeah. I would say he hit the nail on the head there. But, yeah, um, pretty much got everything else in terms of match-wise. Just pretty good stuff. Definitely one of Jake's better <laughs> matches, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm sure some people, uh, whatever, never mind, I'm not getting into it. Uh, we got the main event, which was uh, Kentomi Ahara defeating Yuma Aoyagi in 2659. Uh, did not enjoy this much as a lot of other people seem to. Too long. But uh, Why? Like, it started off a little too headlock heavy for my liking. Yes, that's what it was. Had the usual ref spot that Kento does, but instead it was Yuma doing it, which was a change of pace, I guess, but I still don't really like that ref spot. Mm. Especially because Kento went right into doing it himself later in the match. Uh, longest match of the tournament up until the final, and uh, it definitely it felt, felt like, like it. it. Not to say that it was a bad or anything, but like the beginning nonsense really made me like the first portion of the match really drag for me. Once they were like out of that way, and like the two had a, once that was out of the way, the two had a really good match. Kento did really well to help make it seem like Yuna was a had a chance, more, made him look threatening, which I don't think anyone going on going in really thought he would would be in this match. Uh, probably my favorite part of the match really was Yuma like locking in the end game on the apron while like hanging his head off the apron with so his tongue out. Um, 
had an interesting shutdown German reversal at the end of the into an end game, which I like too. But yeah, like definitely enjoyed this match. It just the beginning of the match kind of just took me out of it, and they got me back in the end. But I just I don't, I'm not definitely not as high on this match as yeah. a lot of people seem to be. I definitely thought it was a um, really good match, but yeah, I think the beginning portion of it was just a little too heavy on some of the antics and um, just headlocks in general because you knew you're they were trying to fluff it up to get the time allotted in there. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely really good stuff once they really got going in the second portion of it. So, I mean, I really wish Yuma was... I mean, I guess he was pretty much a contender up until about here, but yeah. He still did pretty well overall, though. And let's get into the main event, the final night of the tournament. In my opinion, one mm -hmm. of the best nights of the tournament, especially because uh, the main event was fucking amazing. But we're actually going to talk about the whole show on this one since we actually watched the whole show live. Oh, shit. I don't have anything to say. I ain't taking notes. I'm Not a whole tired. lot, really. <laughs> I don't remember but shit. Mostly going to talk about the tournament matches, but I'll, I'll give some quick thoughts about the like, Thundercard a little bit. First match was, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't even grab the fucking times. <laughs> Let me do that real quick. All right. The first match was uh, Purple Haze, Izanagi, Udamaro, and Zeus defeating Dan Tamara, Francesco Akira, and Hikaru Sato in 4.54. Uh, solid opener. First time watching the undercard of these Champion Carnival shows, so it feels like it's been months since I've seen Akira wrestle. Right. Unfortunately, he did eat the fall here, but I think it was a pretty fun overall match. Uh, let's see, the next match of the undercard was uh, Total Eclipse. Hokuto Mori, Kumarashi, Tajiri, and Yusuke Kodama defeating oh, yeah. Black Menta Rei, Ryuki Honda, and Takao Mori, and Nushitatsu in 723. Uh, preview 8-man tag ahead of their little title challenge on an award. Perfectly fine tag. Cool to see Hokuto pick up the win here ahead of uh, the title match. And mm. I did like Eclipse like attacking Carvel Ito afterward. That was, that was pretty so funny. funny. <laughs> but, um. Honda going after, uh. Oh, shit. I can't remember, you know? I can't remember names. Wakuma. Yeah. That was the next match. God. Which the next match. No, he was attacking people there, too, because they were fighting. They were all fighting. Oh. Well. <laughs> okay, I, see? I forgot that part. <laughs> well, next match was uh, another Champions Carnival match. Uh. Shotaro Oshino defeating Koji Doi in 8.46. Uh, interesting match here. Uh, it was fallout from the Total Eclipse heel turn. And also, like, every time these... Also, every time these uh, two faced off in Wrestle 1, the roles were kind of reversed with Oshino being the heel and mm -hmm. Doi being the face. So it was pretty much the first time they've faced with the different, different uh, dynamics. dynamics. I definitely recommend going out your way to watch some of their matches from that time if you haven't. I think they had a... I know they had a title match. I'm trying to remember if they had any other. I know they had, I think they might have had a Grand Prix matches too, but definitely check out the title match if you haven't. This was the first uh, true no people show of the tournament because they didn't even have the wrestlers out there cheering like the previous ones. Or if they did, the acoustics and Corkin are fucking ass because I did not hear anything. I don't think they had anyone at that point. But uh, it definitely felt like uh, that here being the first tournament match without some kind of crowd noise at all. I think this was probably, probably one of my favorite matches from both guys, but. I wrote particularly Ashino, but really Doi. I think it was definitely like Doi's best performance because yeah. Ashino really gave him a lot, which is yeah. something Doi didn't really. A lot of these guys like Doi got a little bit of stuff, to obviously to make him not look terrible. But I think this is like the best match Doi got to really show what he had, because mm -hmm. he didn't really get much of a chance to shine during the tournament. But uh, he looked good here. Uh, Ashino also looked good. Obviously, he looked good. I think his best matches were against Suwama. Kento and Suwama, yeah. and then here those are probably like Ashino's top three matches. But oh, easy. easy. Yeah, but uh, both guys look really strong here, so. Definitely enjoy this match a lot. I was going to say, it definitely sucked to not have any wrestlers or any extras out there. If they weren't, I don't I don't remember seeing anybody, but could have just been sleepy and forgot. But yeah, definitely really good match. Definitely really good opener. So I was, um, was really hoping that they would do good. So And they did. And then uh, after the match, Kuma Arashi came out and attacked Ashino oh with a chair. So the, the the rookies tried to uh, make the save, but it was Ryuki Honda who made the save and speared Kuma to stop the attack, and that was a fucking beast. I was Legend. so I was, that shit was great. I was getting so fucking hyped up when he, Honda came out and just fucking beat the shit out of Honda That's when or I woke Kuma. Up. Yeah, that, was, that definitely woke me <laughs> I was up. Like, Holy shit! Very cool moment for him. So I guess Honda might be joining the uh, Swama and Ashino's little group, and so we'll see. I guess not a bad group. Mm mm. Because Ashino was definitely like trying to push him towards the camera and shit, and held his arm up and all that good shit. So. I can see it happening. I'm absolutely cool with that. 
And I think um, Honda can definitely learn a lot from those two, especially Absolutely, my God. Obviously, Swamp too. I don't know, but I just I, like I, 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 I just like the dynamic just because they're both wrestling one guy. So that's really what I'm more excited about: is Honda and uh, Ashino together. And I'm sure Ashino is helping train him anyway in the dojo and shit. Probably. See, uh, next match was another undercard match because I don't know why they positioned it this way, but very weird. It's whatever, but yeah, it was a strong heart. So Shima Alunim and a T Hawk defeating next stream Atsuki Ariyagi, Rise Haido, and then Koji Yamoto teaming up with them in uh, 926. Hard to really take notes on this one because it was so fast-paced at the start, so mm-hmm. really I didn't even bother. Uh, once it finally slowed down, Strong Hearts took control and cut off the ring to bully Haido a bit. Iwamoto finally got in and like cleared the ring of Strong Hearts so that they could triple-team out Lindemann. Had a killer finishing sequence from Strong Hearts. Couldn't even begin to describe it, so I won't. <laughs> but this is like, pretty great all around. Exactly what you'd want to uh, see from this match on paper. Mm-hmm. I, I love Strong Hearts multi-mans. Like, I wouldn't call this great or anything, but it's definitely, it's like, definitely a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, yeah. I love these fucking six-man matches with I them. I wish we got more of Strong Hearts in all Japan, but... They kind of make it sound like they are. Okay. Like, I was like, I wasn't sure because, you know, with Great, with their next big thing and all that shit, I was like, I yeah, don't... I don't know what they're doing. Like, Shima on his promo after the match making it sound like, oh, they're going to be around for a little bit, so... Oh, I'm down. Straight. I really don't know what they're doing with Strong Hearts in all Japan, but... They don't either. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> uh, we got the next uh, Champions Carnival match. Uh... Yume Oyagi defeated Kohei Sato in 8.54. Uh, didn't start off as boring as a lot of Sato's matches have been. I really like the count-out tease with Yuma nearly putting his ass to sleep on the outside. <laughs> They've done like multiple count-outs this tournament, mostly with Koji Doi, but or pretty much only with Koji Doi. But, <laughs> but it was actually a believable finish because they had set up that groundwork previously in the tournament. And uh, for a guy who was like top of the table majority of the tournament and still in the running, Sato didn't really have that good of a tournament, in my opinion. But mm. at least he finished off pretty strong here with uh, Yuma and... Yuma finished off his great tournament with a sneaky win over a vet and a, another quickly uh, fucking... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Shit. I'm tired. Um, what is flash pin. That's what it's called. Yeah, like flash pin. I I, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about the match? Definitely thought it was um, some of Sato's better work, I guess, throughout. But, um, you know, Yuma was great, too. He's always great. I love him just getting all these quick pins. I think that's just, it, I don't know. It's really good stuff. Um, I didn't really take a whole lot of those, though, but, yeah, it was a lot more enjoyable than I expected it to be. But I guess I really shouldn't say that because Yuma can typically at least turn it on for some of these matches. Then we got the uh, semifinal. Shuji Shikawa defeated Suwama in 2015. Uh, slow start. We uh, missed from the Sato match we got here. Uh, it wasn't a bad start, just definitely on the slow end, so I could feel this was going to go long from the jump. But expected to be longer, being the summer main and all anyway, so I'm not that surprised. Shuji was bleeding within like five minutes of the match, God. which like added to the match a bit. Yeah, he had a, his, I don't know if it was like an open wound or something. Yeah, I think something opened up nose. in his nose. Yeah, like his nose and his arm. Like Jesus. But uh, Swama selling of this DDT on the apron also helped pad time. Like, honestly, probably should have just been counted out but the ref like never started the count until like he was already yeah, on the apron but that gave shuji a target for um, some of the match with in suama's neck shuji got him in a sleeper as soon as he finally got back into the ring for a good near tap out suama went for his finish but couldn't because of the neck uh they had a big lariat fight suama tried a backdrop but not enough it wasn't enough to put him away followed that up by a sleeper but still not enough shuji hit like two of these like neck breaker looking things i, forget, I don't know what it's called but uh Swama tried to power up after that, but Shuji just put him back down with the knees and a third one of those neckbreaker things. And another kick out. Had a big running knee, another kick out. Uh, not sure what the finisher Shuji did was, but pretty cool looking, honestly. But yeah, he finally put away Swama. Uh, I enjoyed this one a lot, but definitely started off a little slow and mm. went a little uh, kick out heavy in the end. But <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it. it was pretty solid main, or semi main event. Definitely. Better than I expected going in, I'll say that. I was going to say, first half of it was okay. It was fine. Like I said, just a little boring. But definitely second half, they got fucking crazy, and it was really, really good. Um, Definitely good semi-main. I didn't really take a whole lot on this one either. But I think I was just gearing up for the main event (laughs) by this point. Um, Yeah, a lot of kickouts. I was just like, oh my god, okay. Got to put over his buddy. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, true. 
And plus, uh, Swama is champ, I guess. I, I kind of wanted to make, make him look strong. But uh, getting to the uh, main event, because of everything laid out as expected, whoever yep. won this match <laughs> won the whole tournament. And let's fucking go. Jake let's did it. Finally. Go. They finally fucking pulled oh the trigger on him. God. Well, I can't say they pulled the trigger on him yet because we still got the title match. But finally moving in the right direction here, people. Let's get it. Let's get it. Kento did not win. We stopped the Kento for we another time. We stopped the Kento again. But, uh, yeah, this match <laughs> fucking rocked. Uh, good action to start. Oh, I should say the time. Jake beat him and uh, beat Kento Mihara in 27-48, the longest match of the tournament by, like, a minute, I think, over the Yuma. Um, and yeah, not a, even a full Kento. minute. Just, like, some seconds. But Didn't really feel like it, honestly. Did not feel like it. See, uh, good action to start before the two took it outside. And Kendall just, like, repeatedly headbutt Jake while outside. Uh, that lasted, like, two seconds in the ring before Jake, like, booted Kento out of the ring. Kept throwing him into the apron repeatedly. Finally, back in the ring, Jake started, like, targeting Kento's midsection. Kento made a comeback only for Jake to hit him with a big boot, making him, like, fall off the turnbuckle to the outside. Which was followed by Jake just repeatedly ramming him back and forth between his midsection and back. Back and forth between the apron and the barricade. The two fought on the barricade, and Kento, like, dropped this motherfucker on his head. A uh, series of kicks from Jake, but Kento just no sold them. Elbow exchange, ending with like a nasty knee to the gut from Jake. Kento reversed the uh, D4C into a German. Jake escaped the shutdown German attempt, and then Kento ate another knee to the gut. Then just like kneed him repeatedly into the chest again. Another D4C attempt, but Kento countered it into a small package. That almost got me. Yeah, that, that literally made me so fucking nauseous. I was like, no, God. Uh, Jake escaped another shutdown German. The two fucking, like, knee each other in the knees at the same time. I was like, thank God, that had to hurt. Kento finally hit the shutdown, but Jake barely kicked out. I, I was like, fuck, he did it, didn't he? I was God. like, <laughs> But uh, Jake, Jake escaped another shutdown German by biting the fucking rope. I love that spot so much. That shoot. Uh, see, Jake hit a knee <laughs> to the back of the head and D4C for the win, and yeah, I just fucking love this match. This match is incredible. Uh, easily match of the tournament for me. There's really no competition at all, honestly. No. And it jumped up into my match of the year list for sure. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to put it yet. May- honestly, it might be number one. I don't know yet, but I haven't really thought about it too much. But it's definitely I just wanted in to my get, top. Yeah, I wanted to get all of my feelings, all of my happy feelings before I decided to be like, yeah, you know, this is like whatever stars or match of the year i mean this is obviously a super high match of the year contender i just i still i'm i'm still just in shock that they actually did the right thing because that whole time i was sitting there i'm just like if kento fucking wins this shit I'm, I'm going back to bed i'm not even working today fuck this i don't care but oh my god the match itself was just incredible definitely worth waking up for to be honest um i just yeah it's so it's so funny because it's like just people completely shat on Jake, and he comes out and he does this, and I'm just like, okay. I really want to know where this Jake was the entire tournament because he, he saved it for this. Like, I fucking love this match. Like, God, it was so good. I can't. And I'm not really someone that cares as much about like no people, no fans as much, but. If I if there had been fans that here, that crowd would have been on fire. It would have been no question. This probably would have been my, my match of the year for sure. It might still end up being. Yeah. But if there, those fans here. Good God. If they put that title all. on Jake on Oda Ward, that crowd should fucking explode. Yeah, at least that for crowd now. Explode. We have a fans at Oda Ward, and let's hope it stays that way. Cause God. <laughs> Swama and Jake probably won't be as good as this was. But I think no. Swama and Jake are still, they got pretty good chemistry. I think they'll put on a pretty great match. It's Swama's just... going to give him a lot. Mm. So that's why I'm, I still have high hopes for that one. But yeah, this this is just really hard to top because, like, they, they were just both incredible. I, I just hope the state of emergency doesn't get Let's pushed hope, back man. and we can still make this happen. Cause... Just wait, let Jake be crowned first, then you can do it. <laughs> but yeah, that was Champions Carnival. Very good tournament. Definitely Much be- better than last, than last year's. year's. <laughs> uh, not nothing like blow away, but there are some. Gr- oh, obviously this, but obviously this. Yeah. Only one match that it's like oh felt like not. I can't say it felt like a champs carnival, but only I, one I match know. that's fucking like stellar. Go out of your way to see must see match, but there were definitely several great matches involved, and everything was pretty much good. There was like yeah, some, yeah, there was some, some, there was some dull spots. stuff. And but some I mean of the that's every were, tournament mm, though, to be honest. Just yeah, definitely. <gasps> uh, very much enjoyed all Japan. Got me back up on the, got me on the train again. I'm on the hype train again. We'll see how this goes. 
I'm scared. I'm scared again. I don't I don't trust them. I don't trust them. They did one right thing, so that doesn't mean they're going to do two. Yeah, they've definitely been on a roll since the they've big double turn it. with Jake and Oshino. Yeah. And then, obviously, um, absolutely been having a good, pretty good junior division with Shimo in control. Tag division is in good Tag hands, good with, hands Yuma with Yuma and Kento. And, Kento. So. and then Jake's about to win the Triple Crown, hopefully. So. And it's like... <laughs> There was definitely a rocky spot in the in the tournament with Jake's oh, yeah. turn and kind of feeling it out, I guess. But this back half of his tournament got there. And oh, the he end, was his, so. Yeah, that's something else. His character work was just phenomenal here. It was great. So, yeah, pulled the trigger on him. We got him as champ. Got the Saito brothers debuting and Let's fucking go. going to kill everything, give them the triple crown. They can both have one belt. <laughs> they can have 1.5 <laughs> belts each. But, no, um... Definitely very excited for this old award show. Yes. Because we got that. Also, we got Jake Suwama. We got Shima Iwamoto. We got uh, Saito Tag, Brothers. Yeah, their debut. Debuting. Got the um, eight-man. Got the eight-man tag yeah. title match. Or six-man. Whatever. Eight man, but yeah. Six, six, eight. There's too many damn multi-man belts. There you go. And I'm sure we'll have <laughs> other stuff. Maybe we'll have a... I can see them having a uh, tag title match, but I don't know against who. That's my thing. I'm like, who do they throw in there? The people that Kento and Suwama... Obviously, Kento and uh, Yuma both lost matches, so they could figure someone out, I guess. But True. So there's options. Just to get them on the card. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, hopefully, here in I'm sure we'll find out in a few weeks. days. So Yeah. But yeah, that is it for the show. Matches of the week. <laughs> Being pretty easy here. <laughs> or number one, yeah. Number one, obviously, Jake, Kento and yeah. Jake from All Japan, May, May 3rd. Probably uh, put Sugi Sugira and Fujita second. second. Third becomes a toss-up. Uh, uh, third, I'd probably go Ashino and Suwama. That was actually what I was going to say. So, yeah. <laughs> some good James Carnival shit to go check out. We'll put some other stuff in the footnotes if you want to check it out. Uh, next week, a uh, lot to talk about. As I said, we're going to potentially not be on Monday. Coming out Monday, we'll see. We'll see. Depends on how we feel, but got stuff to talk about. Got... DDT's Tag League starting off. Definitely talk about that. And obviously, their, their Cork and All show on the 4th. I would like to talk about the Chucky Joshi Cork and All show. It's also on the 4th, too. I might try and fit that in this week, but we'll see. And uh, obviously, uh, Dragon Gate's Dead or Alive. Definitely talk that's, about that. Yeah, that's pretty that's much, a must watch. Honestly, that's on top that priority, day, really. Yeah. So, definitely. So, come back next week to hear our thoughts and talk about anything else we feel like watching that week. That is it. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Tinky Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. That is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.